Welcome to the Doctor's Wig Show, where I show you how bad states of mind and difficult life issues aren't pathological, but rather signs of personal growth trying to happen. All right, let's get into it. Hey, folks. Welcome to life. <laughs> Here we are. What are we going to do about it? How's your body feel today? Or more accurately, how do you feel today? I always chuckle when people say, my body feels this or that, or my brain is telling me this or that. It's funny to me because this way of removing oneself from one's physical reality or one's thinking and referring to it in the third person means they're talking about an unconscious process. When something is conscious in you, you identify with it as a part of who you are and refer to it in the first person. I feel tired, or I think this, or whatever. But when it hasn't been consciously processed, it becomes this mysterious other thing that isn't you and seems to happen to you. And this is actually the core structure of a problem. A problem is a process that's unconscious and therefore happens to you as some sort of symptom. To work on it, you have to make it conscious so it doesn't have to oppress you with its craziness. You pull it out of the shadows and this transforms it into a conscious process you can unfold and identify with. For example, I woke up this morning with a bit of a headache. And I said to myself, why is my head doing this? As if my head wasn't me, <laughs> like it was an alien doing something to me. I mean, just having a headache is enough for me to work on my process. But thinking of it in the third person showed me it was far from my awareness. So I sat up and processed it. I focused on what it felt like. I noticed it was squeezing my temples, so I squeezed a pillow like it was my head. Then I amplified my experience by feeling into and visualizing what I was doing. As I squeezed the pillow, I imagined I was strangling someone. Who or what am I trying to kill? I did it for a few minutes, not knowing what was going on, but Eventually, it came to me. I was frustrated with my own attitude toward a blog post I was writing. I told the pillow, who I visualized as my head, quit worrying how your new blog post is going to come across. Stop being so careful to not offend, tiptoeing around people's cherished beliefs, even if you know they're harmful. Just write what you know. This is a revelation to me. I stopped the work and took a deep breath. I felt relieved and awakened. And boom, a minute later, my headache, vamoosed, gone, vanished from my physiology. Problems, even physical ones with their biochemical processes, are information trying to come to consciousness. Getting the message 
begins your process of transformation. Sometimes it's quick, like this example, and other times it can take years because some information takes time to integrate. But during that time, you're growing, you're changing, you're stepping into this new way of being. It's a process of consciousness. In the next episode, I'm going to lead you through a body scan exercise where you'll learn how to go deeply into your physical senses, your proprioceptive awareness. Proprioception means awareness of body feeling and movement. Another word for it is kinesthesia. However, I assign each of these senses, feeling and movement, their own distinct channels. I use the word kinesthesia for movement and proprioception for body feeling. The body scan exercise focuses on proprioception or body feeling. It trains your awareness in this sensory channel. Doing a body scan addresses the fact that your process doesn't only flow through your mind. It expresses itself in your physical body as well. In fact, working with body experiences, feelings, symptoms, illness, energy levels, and so on, is a much more direct and dependable way to connect with your true process than just thinking and talking. Methods that only help you deal with your thoughts and how they relate to your feelings, which is what most therapy and self-help methods do, are often contaminated by philosophical viewpoints and personal prejudices. It's really easy to get entangled in subjective interpretations of what your thoughts and feelings mean and how you should deal with them. And oftentimes, people, including therapists, have specific programs they run that reflect these personal subjective viewpoints regardless of what their own or someone else's process may actually need in a given moment. Working directly on your body experiences cuts through the confusion and gets down to the real deal, the meat of the matter. So what happens when you focus on your body? If you simply close your eyes and focus, you'll notice certain things, tensions, cramps, discomfort, pain, fatigue, as well as many different kinds of pleasurable sensations. You might also notice mundane things like the weight of your body, your breathing, your position in space, and so on. In addition, you'll notice sensations that were absent before you started focusing. For example, you might feel fine, but as soon as you close your eyes and meditate on your body for a moment, you realize you have a slight headache, or you're more tired than you realized, or your belly's a bit upset. So while some physical sensations scream at high volume, others are so quiet and their signals are so weak, they get drowned out by all the other inner and outer sensory stimuli streaming into your consciousness. But these processes are no less important. They just live further from your awareness and require proactive focus for processing them. Now, the biomedical model separates all these physical processes from the mind. 
it approaches you almost purely as a biochemical machine. This is useful for trying to get rid of the physical expression of your process, but detrimental to becoming conscious of your process. It's a balancing act. You have to take care of the machine, but if you suppress and eliminate all of its symptomatic expressions, you lose essential information about what's going on in your psyche. You become unconscious of yourself by relating to your body processes as if they have nothing to do with you, with your psychology, your growth, your self-awareness, your relationships, your career, your purpose in life. The paradigm of mind and body as two distinct entities helps us stay healthy, but at the same time, it stifles personal growth, which in turn makes us sick. A better model is to think of yourself as a process that expresses itself through various channels. In this model, it doesn't matter what form a problem presents itself in, mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, it's all relevant information that requires processing. Regardless of whether it shows up as a bad state of mind, a relationship conflict, or a physical pain, it's all equally important data that contains the seeds of your process. If it's a physical symptom, medicine can give you information about its biochemistry, or at least some empirical data on what might reduce the symptoms. But that doesn't mean that the symptom, or even a diagnosis of an illness for which you have no symptoms, is only biochemical. It's also psychological and sometimes spiritual too. It's information, and our job is to decode it. But now let's go even deeper. It's not only that your body expresses what's going on in your psyche. It's that most everything happening in your psyche begins as a body experience, whether it's conscious or not. The contents of your consciousness originate in the form of the simplest sensations. The typical experience of this is when you get a gut feeling about something. How does your belly know something? Think about it. If it's just a biochemical entity, how could it know what you should do in a given situation? You might not even be able to explain your gut feeling, and it might even express the polar opposite of what your mind thinks you should do. But somehow, your ability to sense subtle proprioceptive signals provides you with meaningful information about life. Of course, a gut feeling can also be wrong. <laughs> this is why learning how to process your body experiences is crucial. The more tuned in you are to your body, the more aware you become of how it's trying to direct you down the right path. The body is wise. Conversely, the more dissociated you get from your body, the more it produces symptoms and illness to try to wake you up to what's going on. A physical process that's unconscious means you experience it purely physically without any awareness of its meaning content. That's how I experienced my headache at first. It wasn't information that I was aware of that had any meaning in my process yet. At that stage, 
you perceive your body as this separate thing. Maybe you think of biochemistry or imagine something happening inside this thing that you own or have, this carcass that you drag around called your body, but you don't realize it's you. It's the voice of your subconscious communicating through your physiology. It doesn't speak in words. It speaks in proprioceptive signals that need to be converted into conscious images, language, and understanding. Translating physical information into psychological information is the same process as what's known in physics as information transduction. Wind energy can be transduced into mechanical energy using a windmill. Mechanical energy can be transduced into electrical energy by using an electric converter. Electrical energy can be transduced into heat by using a heat transducer. The energy and information don't change. Only the form changes. Or a simpler analogy is how you can turn water to steam or to ice. It's all the same energy and information, only the form of its expression changes. A body symptom is information in the form of physical sensations, but within this information is a psychological process. Processing tools can help you access this nonverbal, sensory-based information and make it available to consciousness. This not only transforms your symptoms and illness, it also raises your awareness like it did with me when I worked on my headache. Information transduction also happens within sensory channels. This is what people mean when they say things like they channel their hurt or anger into creativity or channel their experience of abuse into making social change the information gets converted from one form to another. Whatever you feel in life is both physical and psychological. Doing the body scan will train you to focus your attention on your body and direct it to go where you want it to go and to go however deeply you want to go with it. It's a basic tool for processing not only your physical symptoms, but anything in your process that manifests through your body. Learning to navigate your senses gives you the rudiments of self-awareness. It's the music scales of processing. But instead of using sounds, it uses body feeling. In future episodes, I'm going to show you how to combine the ability to feel your process with your use of other sensory channels, such as visualization, movement, and more complex channels like relationships. We each have channels we're naturally gifted at and others we're less familiar with. Some people are awesome visualizers while others can barely do it. Some folks have great proprioceptive or kinesthetic talent but have trouble visualizing. Others excel at relationships while many of us suck at it. <laughs> But we can and should train all of our channels. My process frequently comes to me through my auditory channel. I'm always hearing sounds, melodies, rhythms, lyrics, and various singing voices. It's usually coupled 
with a proprioceptive experience of whatever I'm hearing. One weird experience I have is that I often hear sounds in my environment as speaking words. I know, it's totally bizarre. Like I'll clean the counter and the rubbing sounds uh, sounds like someone saying, Africa! <laughs> or some other completely nonsensical phrase. Sometimes I just laugh at it. But other times I explore how the words feel and what they mean to me. And I always discover something crazy cool or helpful I hadn't been aware of. I've even written songs from it. With my sound sensitivity, music is a strong experience for me. It feels magical, uplifting, and transformative. When I write, record, or play a gig, I jump off the deep end, like into another world where it's sort of like, it's sort of like doing a body scan, but I do it with sound, a sound scan. Of course, the sounds are accompanied by body feeling, movement, vision, relationships, and so on. But my awareness zeroes in primarily on what I hear, and this opens up my other channels. It's like sound is a portal for me, a doorway into my subconscious, where all the shadow characters, spirits, energies, and gods live. We each have our own unique process with how we use our sensory channels. The body scan involves placing your awareness on specific parts and paying attention to what you experience. Now, what's interesting is that doing this often changes what you experience. By simply being aware, you intervene in your process. What you experience isn't just there on its own. It's there specifically in relation to how you use your awareness, what you're conscious of and unconscious of. It's an expression of your current state of awareness. When you do something different with your awareness, like focus on something instead of ignoring it, your experience also changes. In fact, this is what process is, namely the flow of sensory information in relation to your awareness. Hmm. This makes me think of something really important, but it's a whole other topic in itself. Hmm. I'll get into it in a future episode, but it has to do with how physics substantiates this whole idea that your relationship to your process, meaning the way you use your awareness, actually co-creates your process. Uh, let me just give you a little bite. Quantum mechanics, which is responsible for all digital technology, your computer, phone, lasers, is based on something called the observer effect. Quantum physicists discovered that at the most fundamental level of the universe, which is the subatomic realm, making an observation changes what you observe. It's the same idea as your awareness changing what you observe. Neither nature nor your process exists as a pre-existing set of facts but rather as a field of potential facts that manifest only according to the way in which they're observed. Change your experimental setup, that's a physics term meaning the way you observe and measure data, and the results change. Change how you use your awareness and your experience changes. Your process 
And in fact, the whole universe is a completely interactive place. Life isn't a fixed state where things exist independent of their interactions with each other. The universe is codependent. It's true. Nothing is independently solid and set in stone. Your body, your mind, the environment, and the whole universe are all in a continual, interactive process. What you think of as solidity and stillness is an illusion. Even the notion of quieting your mind and becoming totally still is just a description of a momentary state. It's eventually going to change. Even if you're a super guru meditating on a mountaintop and your mind is zen empty, you're going to keep expanding your awareness. You can't stop the process. Now you might wonder, a process of what? A process of the interaction between an observer or perceiver and information. Observation or perception aren't really what we think they are. Like you look at something or sense something that's there and you describe it. Observation and perception are creation, or more accurately, co-creation. You, meaning your awareness, and your process, meaning your experiences, are in a mutually entangled system. Everything you experience occurs in relationship to your awareness. The way you use your awareness determines what happens in your life. In quantum physics, you don't necessarily even need a human observer because the way two basic elements interact can cause one of them to behave in a way that was only a potential before their interaction. I actually learned all this first through music. It was only later that I studied quantum physics in my doctoral studies. When I play music, I focus on each musical and lyrical phrase, rhythm, chord change, and vision of a song's story. But each time I focus on them, something new happens. This is why playing the same song every night on a 30-city tour doesn't get boring, because it's never the same song. A song is a process, too. Speaking of songs, I wrote one and made a video that speaks to this mind-body process we're always involved in. It's called Medicine Gun, and it's about how the poison in your life, your problems, are paradoxically the medicine you need. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean that your problem in its current form is medicinal. I mean that the process driving it aims to wake you up to change and heal something deeper in your life, something you might not even be aware of yet. Your problem is your personal growth trying to happen. It's negative poisonous manifestation is just its initial expression. If you learn how to process it, it transforms into a liberating and awakening experience. Problems can take many different forms, mental, emotional, physical, or social. But at their core, they're all the same in terms of the poison being the medicine. Every problem has an underlying meaningful and purposeful process. Of course, when it's really bad, it can be impossible to see this at the beginning. 
I portrayed this whole process in the video where I collaborated with an incredible mural artist in Los Angeles named Why Her. We painted a picture of what's currently going on politically in the U.S. and in other places in the world. In the story, she finds the medicine in the poison. Tune in this Friday, October 16th, for the release. You can watch the video on my YouTube channel and stream the song on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Here's a sneak preview. See you next time. Stay aware. You can follow me on social media at Dr. Zwig, and you can sign up on the mailing list at drzwig.com, where you'll receive discounts on private coaching, events, and merchandise starting in 2021, weekly personal growth tips, and lots more. Be well. Be well.